If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, we're live. Hello, everybody. It's the Forlorn Dopes to bring you some tales. Uh, you got Cyber Smiley here and my co-host. I am Wisdom. How's it going, guys? Um, <clears throat> so hopefully this uh, episode will finish up our kind of overview of uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, specifically, we're going to talk about the game mechanics, what we liked about it, and hopefully have a, a final opinion at the end of this broadcast. So, if you want to go uh, first and give your uh, comments on some of the game mechanics, what you liked, what you didn't like. All right, the last several videos, I've, 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 I've gone at length talking about how much I love the visuals of this game and how the fluff gets everything right. Tonight, we're going to talk about the stuff that it gets wrong. Because most of the mechanical decisions that they made, I do not agree with. Um, they they took a an, a role playing property that was completely unique in that it didn't have, there were no levels, there were no hit points. It was a very lethal system, and I think I. All right. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, the past several episodes. Um, I've been I've thrown a lot of praise out and a lot of love towards this game of because the fluff the the visuals that's that's what they got completely right perfectly right um, the lore just they did this stuff fantastically but today we're going to talk about the mechanics which is where I think I think that's where the game gets things wrong I I think uh, they took a, a tabletop role-playing game that was unique in the fact that it didn't have levels, it didn't have hit points, it was very lethal, and they kind of turned it, I, I guess for sales potential to reach the widest possible audience, they they turned it into just a generic shooter, like first-person shooter with some RPG elements that don't reflect the tabletop game at all. Like, that is just not how the tabletop works. Um... Now, granted, with what it does, it still comes out to be a good game. Yep. But, yeah, it, 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 it mechanically, it's generic. Yeah, and I think, for me, you know, taking the tabletop into consideration, right? So you had skill ranks, you have stats um, that played a factor with how successful you are. I saw them trying to do that, like, you know, you need a certain level intelligence to hack an access point, you need a certain level uh, body to break into a door, or a tech level to break in the door, 
Um, and that, yeah, okay, that's great, but I think it should have been closer to the to the tabletop game of skill plus stat, right? Um, yeah. So, like, for breaking in, you should have strength feat plus bod or, and, or tech plus lockpick, right? And yes, exactly. That's the other thing I really didn't like about the game was that you had... It was not... You couldn't use either tech or body. You had to use one of those to break through a door. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I really just hated because if you're going for a tech build, you know, okay, now you have to invest in body and, and then body and tech become these two stats that are pretty important, right? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we touched on that briefly in the first episode. We're like, yeah. hey, if you don't have the maxed out in a stat, there are doors you can never get into. And if you're playing with any kind of strategy you're not going to have a maxed out of multiple stats. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Well, and it's not only strategy, it's also role-playing, right? Hey, I, I don't want to be yeah. a techie guy. I don't want to be a, a beefy, you know, meathead. Um, and, and that, I think... Yeah, I want to be diverse miss. and be able to experience as much as possible. Um, it, the idea that... Go ahead. If you're going to have a level-based game, the idea that you can't max out your stuff. I mean, if they're already going that goofy with it, just let us max out everything. Let us experience everything there is to offer. Yeah, and that whole so, level system and then improving your stats was kind of uh, a bit annoying because you had to choose which stats you wanted to improve. Yeah. It just... it. I mean, and, and you can't get cyber to improve your stats. You, there's just... A lot of wasted opportunities, and it's it. Like I said, it just seems to be done in an effort to make the game more generic and more accessible to people who have an expectation of what a role playing game on a on a in a video game is supposed to look like. Yeah, and and even even the gear um, with level uh, level gates on some of the gear was a bit annoying and hey, also the, the the quality system um i don't know which game originally came out with it but being a a world of warcraft guy you know oh boy i, I see i see grays i see greens i see purples you know and and oranges oh, yeah. um and honestly it started to feel like borderlands after a while yeah and again i i don't know who came up with that color code system of qualities but to me, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I I got out of World of Warcraft. I really yeah. don't want to see it in other games, you know? The the game that decided that it was going to go first-person perspective and lock to that only because it wanted to boost immersion then does, like, the most video gamey mechanics I've ever seen. Yeah. It just, like, hmm, hmm, yeah. So, I mean, and, and again, you know, because it's a first-person shooter, it's not so much, and it, there might be a little bit of a factor of your aim's not as accurate, um, but f for me, having a low reflex, I was still getting headshots, right, just by 
mouse aiming. Yeah, <coughs> I mean, I was playing with controller, and I get plenty of headshots. Yeah, and that's with a low reflex and not any real skill into handgun, um, which to me, defeat you know, definitely is a, a difference between the tabletop and. Yeah, a, I mean, it, it, how game. it should have worked. Especially with combat, is if you don't have they sh the weapons should have had their own skill that you put points into, and the more points you put into them, the less of a spread you have. The tighter your the tighter your grouping. Yeah, and that's really what it should have done. The, maybe a m increased range. Um, but just the way they did it just doesn't it doesn't really reflect anything. To be honest, it's just kind of video gamey. Yeah. And, and again, to your point, they were definitely trying to get the biggest audience with this game um, and, and pull them in. And, you know, and again, I, I'm not too big of a computer gamer, right? So I, I have kind of a brand loyalty. So if I find a computer game, I'll play it to death. Um, hell, I, I, I still play freaking uh, Doom and... The, the old versions of Doom and Quake um, once in a while, once every couple of months, just, you know, to have that nostalgia. But, uh, I, yeah, I think they tried to... Choir, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I think they definitely tried to make it as much similar to those games. However, I don't think CDPR for a first-person shooter and for all the mechanics they tried to trick cram into this game i don't think they had the developer knowledge to really produce what what their real vision was um yeah because i definitely I mean, see this as like a learning experience to... for a lot of those developers yeah in addition to trying to make it as as approachable as possible to the mass market they also tried to move themselves away from the witcher which i i don't get that because the witcher was third person it it had more concise mechanics. The Witcher's only real failing was the repetitiveness of its of like the missions. You just get lost in like what's story and what's fetch quest. Um, yep. But it was a gorgeous game. Like CDR, CDPR can make a gorgeous game. Like their games are works of art. They are things to behold. Um, it's just with Cyberpunk, they they and, and I've never read any of the Witcher novels. Uh, but, I mean, I feel like they got the world. I feel like the monsters in the game definitely all had their own unique flavor. Just like in Cyberpunk, everything had its... Every, all the gangs had their own unique flavor. Um, the cyber psychos you ran across, they all had their own, like, unique little backstories. Everything was, everything was visually beautiful and perfect. <laughs> it's just where the mechanics, where it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't represent the game. And... For me, like the driving, <laughs> eventually I got the hook of, of being able to drive motorcycles well, but like certain cars like the uh, Caliburn, I cannot drive that thing without spinning out, even adjusting. I don't, you know, I don't think you're supposed rules. to be able to drive the Caliburn. It's <laughs> such a goofy looking car anyway. Um, well, like all the, the other fastest, cars, like I drive you know? around... Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like, I mean, it's super long and skinny, so you're not ever going to be able to turn that thing. 
Sure. I feel like that's one of those, like, they were making a statement with the caliber and, like, this is the fastest car in the game, but to drive it, you can't make any turns. It's like the Batmobile. Exactly. Um, but uh, the rest of the cars, they, they I, I don't know, I play a lot of uh, a lot of GTA, yeah. um, a lot of Need for Speed. I play a lot of driving games, and the, the driving isn't that horrible. Um, when the game first came out, before they started patching, it was worse, but it was still manageable. Like, I still enjoyed driving around. Um, it just didn't have the car. The only real problem is that the cars were too light. They, they, you hit a bump and you go like flying up in the air and you just, there's no sense of, there's no sense of weight to any of the cars. Yeah. Uh, and even with the motorcycles, I mean, there was amazing ways that I could get incredible amounts of air just hitting a person or, or hitting a small little rock out in the Badlands. Um, oh, yeah. And then just going flying up. <clears throat> so, yeah. And, and there's certain car, and even with the adjustments that they made to try to improve it, I noticed that, you know, <clears throat> certain quest cars like that you have to drive because yeah. you have to. Um, mm. It didn't seem like it applied any of the, the driving control changes mm. I did. Now, here's the thing. I've never tried, I've never played a driving game on the computer. I, I've just, it's never been, just never been something I've experienced. All my, all my driving video gaming has been on console. Uh, so maybe on PC because I hear a lot of people complaining like about the driving being almost completely broken. Yeah. Um, so like there might be a big difference in how that's handled. I don't I don't know what mouse driving would be like to be honest. Like I can't well no it's mouse. not mouse but driving it was keyboard driving. They don't yeah I can't any. picture that either. That does not sound that does not sound feasible to me. <laughs> yeah. He, he, well I was able to get it done. Or like I said, I, I mastered how to make a sharp turn with a motorcycle. You know, screeching on the brakes, making a turn at the same time, and, and spinning out a little, but not too much compared to like cars. Uh, and graphite yeah. dragon says he, My... he he driving killed him on uh, this game. Yeah, the, the car. They don't let him drive in real life, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and add that caveat. So. Um, my brother enjoys the, driving the motorcycle. Um, and for my corporate ninja character, he drives almost exclusively, exclusively motorcycles. But for my first playthrough, my dude was a, my dude was a muscle car dude. Yep. So, um, and other mechanics, right? So we have the cybernetics. Um, some of the cybernetics I just didn't like. I think the nervous system one was like, there was only certain ripper docs that offered it and, and yeah if they did like offer entire it you categories to... where you can't get gold but other stuff has multiple gold shit yeah even though the whole quality thing drives me up a wall if you're gonna get the stuff get the best stuff if that's how the game is if that's how the game measures progression that's just how it has to happen yep and then the whole again stat gated uh equipment <clears throat> yeah oh god i hate that shit i mean i it's... can see it for some things but not everything you know um 
like how it just feels so video gamey. Like it totally takes me out of the experience. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, it's 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 not that it doesn't work within the game. It's just so generic and so not representative of the tabletop. Yeah. And case in point is like you either had a cyber modem or you could choose Berserker or you could choose the speedware. Um for your neural interface, which I found a bit annoying <laughs> because, you know, in a tabletop game you could have all three if you wanted to. Granted your humanity. Yeah, why why was that not an option? Yeah, I mean <clears throat> why was that why couldn't I not why did I have to switch between the two, especially since some jobs without warning almost require the speedware, but the rest of the game you need you need the neural you need the the hacking software. You need that shit. Yep. Or you don't go anywhere. But any of the shooting range challenges, man, if you don't have that if you don't have Santa Vista or Krenzikov, you're screwed. Well, also with the shooting challenges, you have to have, you know, the, the reload and aim yep. perks. Um, you do. If you want to even try to do that, too. Which, yeah, I, I get that, right? Because it is a shooting range and you should have those skills um, implemented. <clears throat> but, again, you know, yeah. it's it's... The reload thing, I it just made it just it starts to, at a certain level it starts to look goofy and unrealistic. Yep. And I mean I like reload animations. I think they add a lot to the game. And I want to enjoy them. I don't want to just like this weird super speed thing all of a sudden. It it just looks goofy. Yeah. The other problem I had so. with the game mechanics was trying to do melee fighting. Like with the beat the brats. Oh my I mean, god! That took a while for it, me to finally figure out how you get it done, and the only way you can really it's beat the brats is using gorilla arms. Yeah, and it's pixel bitch bullshit. Like, okay, it's not pixel bitch, but it's it's pretty close. It's formula. You you wait till they attack, and you either dodge or counter attack, throw out a couple of punches, and repeat. Like, all they have to do, you can, you're wailing on them. Even the little, like, nerdy dude, like the Valentino guy, yeah. like, you wail on him. And, like, his health barely goes down at all. He hits you twice, you're, you're out of the fight. The fight's yeah. over. Um, yeah. And if you've got that thing that, like, knocks them down when they hit you, that doesn't count. But if you fall to the ground at all, fight's over. Yep. Like, Jesus, follow your own fucking rules. Yeah, and I even played, so on one playthrough, I maxed out my body to a 20, and I still was having trouble defeating these guys, um, and, and doing small amounts of damage. So my body 10 guy ha ha performed the same as my body 20, which shouldn't be the case on a bare-knuckle fight. Yeah. It's... They really did that poorly. I haven't seen Melee done that poorly since uh, Witcher One, <laughs> Saints Row Three. I mean, in Saints Row Two, you could not only could you fist fight people and would people fight you back, but uh, you could switch around 
your fighting styles. You could do some capoeira. You could do some uh, Muay Thai. Uh, just some straight boxing or karate. Uh, and then in, in Saints Row 3, they added all these, like, little quick time events instead of fighting. And then nobody fights you. Nobody fist fights you in the entire game. You cannot initiate a fight with civilians or enemies. They just, you, you do one thing to them and they're done. Yep. Um, one of the bosses is a professional wrestler played by Hulk Hogan. And you don't, you don't fight. Like, you don't actually wrestle. It's just quick time events. It's hit A, hit, or hit X, hit triangle, hit square, hit circle, triangle, circle, triangle, circle, square. Yep. Just, and this kind of felt like that. Like, it's not that bad, obviously, but it's that generic. And uh, infuriating. Like, it wasn't fun. Right. And I think some of the game mechanics were cool, right? Especially some of the game or the gun mechanics, like the smart guns, um, I, how they kind of focus. It, it was interesting to see, but it got kind of, you know, okay. I don't have to see the guy to kill him. And the same with the uh, tech guns, right, where you could just blow through walls and, and take yeah, out people. I so. like the ability to blow through walls. I didn't like, I didn't like, like, submachine guns having smart bullets that, like, curve around corners and stuff. Like I get that it was introduced in 2020 with with a single gun that basically fired mini rockets, but oh, this I don't know. With uh, currently my my playthrough, uh, I was uh, wow, that is <laughs> that was the bug in which you know if if you weren't that would like remove your clothes and not picture them. Mm. So could this... be worse. Could be the bug that like had your junk sticking through your pants all the time <laughs> yeah that was the again the, the fun bugs i mean i'm complaining a lot about the mechanics i'm yeah. gonna but i mean keep in mind that this is coming from a 2020 perspective a cyberpunk 2020 perspective um and it's coming from somebody who otherwise loves the game like i if we don't get sequels to this, if we don't get DLC for this, I'm going to be forever angry. Yep. Because um, I love this game. Yeah. I just think mechanically they could have done a much better job at trying to emulate the source material. And again, you know, as a developer myself, um, when you're starting to experiment new, and I think that was one of the things. I know they tried to hire um, some people you know, from, from other computer games who would have more a little more experience. But I think they also tried to do a lot of these mechanics themselves to learn it. Uh, and that's why, for me, I can definitely see it as them learning and a learning experience for them. <clears throat> um, just trying to figure out, okay, how, how do we do vehicles, right? How do we do the various car stuff and not getting it right the first time? And just pushing through because they have a deadline. The same goes with yeah. the, with the weapon system as well. Yeah, I, I mean, they, and there was stuff mechanically that I did like. I did think it was uh, innovative. I like being. I like the vehicles having their own trunks that you can store stuff in. That 
that was innovative to me. Like I hadn't, I'd been, I'd been looking for that feature in games for quite a long time. Um, in fact, I'd suggested it to like in open, like ask me anything type things, uh, for other games like Saints Row and GTA. And it, it's nice to see somebody finally implement it. Uh, it's yeah. a small thing, but yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, capricious nature. I, I kind of agree with that. Um, that you basically went for the for the gun that did the most damage, no matter what it was. <clears throat> for, for me, it was revolvers. Some revolvers were just totally kick ass. Although my favorite gun will always be the uh, what's it called the uh, Baozing Chung. The, the eight-shot shotgun you get from uh, Adam Smasher's lockbox. <clears throat> That's a neat one. I just love that shotgun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, with my Nomad, it made sense that he lo- that the revolver was his primary weapon. So I'm just I'm glad it worked out for him that way. But for my other characters that I'm running through, like they don't use revolvers at all. Well. Except for that one really weird, like, it kind of almost looks like a Saburo, but for some reason it's a revolver. Mm. I, I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Um, help me out here. What's what's that called? The, uh, not the Nova, not the Hunter. Yeah. Um, is that one you should think But of? yeah, anyway, it, it looks really weird, and like that gun is cool as hell. I, I love it. Uh, it's just weird that it's a, a revolver. Yep. Um, oh, I don't Cameron's actually hammer? like the smart guns. Uh, I, I, I prefer a more realistic approach. Um, so, putting weird... Like, you should be able to buy specialty ammo instead of it being a feature of the gun. Like, uh, incendiary rounds. Like, that shouldn't be a feature of the gun. That should be a feature of the ammo that you buy. Yep. Or even even Uh, pull from the tabletop, right? And have the weapon modifiers, right? Of, hey, I extend the the magazine. I, you know, burl holes in the the barrel to, you know, suppress it. um, Getting more accuracy from it. Um, doing electrothermal, right, to give it a big, bigger kick. So, yeah, I think they could have, could have done that instead of, okay, it's quality rating, right? Um, and just having those enhancements. And they kind of did with the mods, right? Where, where you increase the crit, uh, damage, you applied, uh, (coughs) applied certain modifiers to it. Um, but they might have wanted to, so I, they could have. Their thinking might have been, let's let's use mods to do the effects that ammo would do, and then simplify the ammo. Right. So all you need is this yeah. ammo, and it just automatically converts it for you. And yeah, I agree, capricious nature. Uh, the idea that a handgun does more damage than an anti-material rifle is is fairly laughable. It's. Uh... Again, it pulls you out of the game, and it's not it's not representative representative of the tabletop experience. And I get, you're going to hear me say that a lot. That's that's my main 
my main beef here is that initially, like, I mean, what was the point of basing it off of the tabletop game if you're going to stray so far from the material? And I think with the, um, the armor system was kind of a, a, I mean, besides the clothing, right? And just going for certain pieces of clothes, but just how they did armor, you know, um, I know before some of the patching, I was able to get to like, you know, I don't know, five fifty, six thousand um armor rating and yes yeah, it would reduce the damage reach. a lot but afterwards it seems like i don't know the, the the playing on hard now seems a lot harder yeah i don't i don't know these numbers that just like five thousand points of armor like that's not that's not representative of the role-playing game in the slightest like that doesn't even look the same um I just and it and it goes from like okay you start out you have like ten points of armor in your clothing and then you eventually reach forty thousand like how the fuck does that make any sense to anybody? Yep. Um. And again, I think it's just a game thing, right? Or a video game. In which yeah, it's just it's bigger just very numbers generic. get like, people more excited than oh you only did it, five to ten damage. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's not that it doesn't work for the game. It works for the game. It's just so generic, and it's, it's it uses that mechanic uh, that I just call the Borderlands mechanic from now on, where you have a set item that you dig, but it's no matter how much you like it, it's going to become obsolete in five levels and then be utterly useless until you hit the cap of the levels, and then all the weapons you have now uh, are at that level. And until you reach that point, you are constantly striving for better and better gear. Yep. Uh, regardless of personal style. And it just... Like, you talk about drawing me out of a game. It's it's such an artificial... It's, it's such an artificial way of measuring progress in a game. Um, and I guess a lot of people like it, but I, I am not a fan. I didn't like it in, in Borderlands. I didn't like it in supposedly more realistic games like the like the division um and i i didn't like it here i, I a nine millimeter handgun should just be a nine millimeter handgun i mean what you buy the... some clothes they should just be the clothes yeah and and thinking about just all the game mechanics and here um there is a few that i did like i like the the stealth ability granted you could stealth right next to a guy and he wouldn't even notice him. I mean, that was a problem, but just that little bit of aspect. And then the takedown, um, which I also like. I, I very much I very much like that uh, you can stealth through pretty much the entire game. There are, there are a very limited number of missions where stealth is really not an option. Um, but for the most part, you can stealth stealthily take out everybody used to be able to like st through hacking you could like take out the bosses and that was that was interesting and neat um system override it let you like just not bother with fighting anything you just well there you go which again i'm not one of those people who gives a damn about challenge i'm, I'm playing it for the story and the experience that's not to say i want it to be super easy but i also want to be able to play it smart yep um so yeah, I like that. I like 
I like the takedown features. Um, I again, I just wish uh, I wish it wasn't locked to first person. And uh, well, we'll, yeah. we'll disagree on that one for I think as long as we live. Um, I really like the first person, and again, you know, being a Doom player, uh, I played WoW, right, which is all third person. But to me, I, WoW I kind of pulled me mushroom. out of the experience or the immersion. I wanted to play a heavily martial arts based character, and you, I have yet to see melee done right. Yep. Um, in a first person perspective, there are some games that do it better than others. But none that make me feel like I'm a kung fu master. They make me feel like, okay, swing, 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 swing. Sometimes I'll swing with the left hand, or sometimes I'll swing from right to left or left to right. Sometimes I might even go up and down. But I'm not throwing out kicks with that. Like, it, it just, it never feels complete. Yeah. So there was one game mechanic that um, some people did not care for in the beginning of uh, the game, or at least I've seen comments of it. And the game mechanic is you cannot kill kids. I, I When I saw people complaining about that, I was like, oh my lord, you shouldn't be playing games ever, ever if you if that's your gripe about a game. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. Like, it's, it's, it's the same, it's, it's, what's weird is, is it's coming from the same camp that's all like, you can't have sex with anything that moves. I'm like, this is a video game. <laughs> um, what is wrong with you people? Uh, yeah, it's no, a video game, so I should be I... able to do whatever I want, you know? Yeah, like, killing oh. kids is not something I'm ever going to endorse. It's not something that they're ever going to allow. It would kill the game. You can't have a AAA game. And be able to kill kids. That's just yeah. not going to happen. The closest you're ever going to get to that is like days gone where you run into some mutant kids. Like some yeah. zombie kids. However, um, I do disagree that it prevented you from killing certain NPCs. Um, that <clears throat> if you kind of let them go, they became non-targets. Yeah. That's some, that's some bullshit. Um, um, and yeah, uh, capricious, uh, the whole bullet sponge enemy thing. I'm gonna, I will die on that hill of hating that mechanic. Um, I've been complaining about that since they released the first preview gameplay video, uh, a couple of years ago that enemies should not, a bullet to the head should take out just about anything. Um, I hate bullet sponge enemies. I hate I hate boss fights that rely on different mechanics. And thankfully, there's not a lot of that. There's it, a little bit of it. Like, when you fight Adam Smasher, it's some pixel bitch bullshit. You gotta do the right things to take him out. You can't just overload him with damage. Yeah, I gotta do something real quick. I'll be right back. It'll only take me as... Alright. Well, we are now taking questions in case anybody wants to throw something up on the on the chat uh, while he's off doing his thing. Um, I want God level melee. I want to play Kingdom Come or Deliverance. Well, I mean, those both sound like very Western fantasy oriented games, um, and I'm looking for specifically like 
martial arts. I want some kung fu. I want to throw out kicks and fucking like badass kung fu shit. Uh, and I've never seen a first-person game do that correctly. Um, I've seen him do weapon melee correctly, like swords and stuff like that, but I've never seen punchy-punchy, kicky-kicky. I've never seen that done right uh, in first-person. Let's see. Yeah, I went with look two. Um... Luckily, the things that I the the look that I had for my character, or or characters, um, if you look around, if you want to waste as much time as possible going to the figuring out which shops carry which items, which I did, you just go back and hit up those shops every couple of levels and get the upgraded stuff. I'm back. Sorry about that. Welcome back. Yeah. So um. Other mechanics. So, what did you think about the the missions and how they set up missions? I, I liked the missions. Um, most of them you could come at from any direction you wanted. Uh, hell, some of them you just like stumble into, not realizing what you're doing until it's you're you're already in the thick of it. And I'm okay with that. Like some shit should happen like that. Um, they they. With the preview of the game, the whole raiding the uh, the meat pact the meat factory to deal with Maelstrom, they led you to believe that all the missions were going to have like multiple official ways to get to them. Like, okay, you can you can avoid this or make these choices, and that doesn't happen as much in the later in any of the later missions, to be honest, up until the very end. Right, but. You could still, like, you could go through it stealthily. You could go through it guns a-blazing. You could do a little bit of mix, because for some reason they they lose you. Uh, well, I saw an yeah, interview it never... with one of the, um, the lead designer, and his comment is, um, apparently CDPR is watching everybody <laughs> in their playthroughs. And he says that um, a lot of playthroughs, the majority of playthroughs, haven't even touched some of their, some of the choices and, and outcomes that can happen in this game, um, <clears throat> which I thought was, or sorry, I, I didn't think it drove my OCD mad um, to know it's that. Like, what oh the my, hell am I missing? God, what am I missing? Uh, fun fact. So I'm on my third playthrough and. Uh, if you're an asshole to Johnny and like you don't take Rogue on her date, you are going to miss out on two of the endings. Yeah, yeah. Um, fun fact. I'm like, oh, that means I can't get Ro Rogue's Be nice gun to on Johnny this if you if you if you if you want Rogue's gun. Yep. Now granted Rogue's gun isn't all that isn't all that special, but it's still it's it's a neat item to have. If you are a collector or a completionist, um, hell, one of the things you got to be super nice to Johnny. Basically, just kowtow to his every demand to get the super secret ending. Yep. Which really isn't any different than the the Johnny ending as it normally played out. It just, yeah, I'm not going to go into spoilers with that uh, on end game stuff, but yeah. Well, you can be a total jerk to Johnny, which I also have a playthrough where I just 
hate you, Johnny. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> and to be honest, I really, I haven't cared for Johnny Silverhand since 2020. Like, you just, I'm not a fan of, like, legacy characters in games. Um, like, in role-playing games, like, if, 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 my, if I'm playing Dungeons & Dragons and my DM pulls out Elminster to send me on a mission, I'm just like, well... I've lost all, you've lost all credibility to me, because why isn't this asshole doing this himself? He's got the power of a god, why is he hiring, like, me? I can barely, like, chase the rats out of the basement without, without dying. Yeah. But with Johnny Silverhand, I don't know, I, I just, the art of him looked so much like Bon Jovi at the time, and I hated Bon Jovi, it's weird, because I did, I hated Bon Jovi in the, in the late 80s, early 90s, now I quite appreciate him, but... <laughs> I'm digressing. Um, yeah, he it, just looked like such a glam rock poser. Uh, but I think, which for, is weird, because I go ahead. try to get back to the subject, and I didn't know how much you you want to vent on guess oh, yeah. Johnny. I'm doing it again. Um, but getting back into you know the whole choices, I definitely have seen through the various playthroughs I've done that some of your choices, some scenarios don't ever come. Uh, like, if you back uh, Carrie to basically threaten the uh, us cracks, you will not get the blue moon, you know. Uh, yeah, which is a shame, because that's fun. And I, I'm sure there's other things like that, too. Mad at you. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that I missed a lot. I know I missed. Like I said last the, uh, the last episode, I missed getting that uh, one of the iconic knives because I just I didn't answer the phone. Like sometimes you're in the middle of something, and they call you and like. Well, I actually, read up on that quest, and it is kind of wonky how you can get it. Right, you have to. Mm -hmm. it has to be. Before a certain quest and after a certain quest, and you have to be at the yeah, like right, right in between point. two quests. And if you miss it, you're, you're screwed. You never get to go back and get it. <clears throat> and you have to be, you have to go to the grave site to even get the quest because it doesn't necessarily will show up on your map. But yeah, I mean, I, I like those little Easter eggs, um, and there and there's so many like little Easter eggs, and that that gets into the whole. Uh, the whole story that is told through the shards, um, which I thought was actually a great game mechanic for this game to give that narrative, right? I, I like the shards. I, I like the, the bits of lore and fluff and all that that you come across through the shards. Um, I like that, you know, every time you turn around, the game is opening up something to you fluff-wise uh, with some lore or just some just a little bit of flavor and atmosphere. That stuff is brilliant. Um, but uh, mechanic-wise, I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's nothing I truly... There just really wasn't uh, all that many mechanics that were innovative. I liked the... Uh, I liked the brain dance stuff. Yeah, um, that is one, and I wish they had a better way of doing it, right? Because it seemed like, in order to get the clues, they showed I wish you they exactly had more... where to go to get that clue. 
Um, yeah, versus... I wish they had more like generic brain dances that you could just watch for entertainment purposes. Yes. Um, like you keep coming across, and they keep talking about, and you meet all sorts of people who uh, still brain dance, but you can't just partake of it for the fun of it. You can't watch a movie as it were. Um, which I get. It. My... I, I, I mean, they don't want to. Yeah. Go ahead. Stand to my mic a little closer for Capricious. Um. So yeah, uh, I forgot where I was going with that completely. <laughs> well, we got about ten minutes before you need to take off. Um, so I guess yeah. for these ten minutes, we can give our final thoughts of, you know, was it a great game? Uh, you know, in our overall overview, we'll get five minutes each. I'm sure you could use them up. <laughs> easily um was it a great game absolutely it's a great game it's one of my top five games of all time um both as a cyberpunk 2020 fan and as like an open world game fan did it have problems yeah it had problems but it didn't have any more problems than any bethesda game i've ever played um how long did it take for them to get Fallout 76 in a working order? I mean, it, it still got bugs. The world for Cyberpunk 2077 is simply outstanding. It is one of the most gorgeous, gorgeous games I've ever played in my life. Now, yes, uh, they've got some problems with drop-in. Um, things spawning late. That's, that's a problem. They could they they need to fix that. I don't know how they can, but there you go. Mechanic wise, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with most of the decisions they made. I don't agree with the the leveling up of your person. I don't like the leveling up of equipment and weapons. Um, I think that's just cheap and artificial. Uh. But it didn't stop me from enjoying the game. Um, let's see. I, I love how excited I was to play this game. Um, I never reached that point where I was disappointed uh, in the game itself. There were aspects of it, like we talked about with the uh, the boxing matches. The, those were... Those were disappointing and kind of video gaming in the way that they were implemented, but I like that they were there. I like that it seemed like they tried to make use of every aspect of the game that they could. Uh, as far as, you know, we have the ability to fist fight, so there should be some dedication to that. You can drive, so there should be racing. I think the races, there should have been more races and they should have been better implemented. As much as I love Claire for the entirety of that to be... Uh, to revolve around her as opposed to you know you just go find a street race somewhere again poor implementation but overall i still enjoyed it um and really at the end of the day my only real complaints with this game are from a mechanical standpoint and they're mostly from a standpoint of a cp 2020 fan uh cyberpunk 2020 fan uh wanting this game to more accurately reflect that uh but yeah the game the game is the tits. I love the game. 
five stars um, out of five stars. We spent uh, five stars out of five stars. Well, four and a half because um, while they've patched a great deal of it, there's still some stuff they need to patch. So four and a half out of five. Uh, it's pretty rare that you'll get a five star game out of me. However, if they would, now that I think about it, I'm going to have to go back to four, <laughs> but a solid four. Um, just because, like I said, mechanically it's, it's, it's disappointing, but visually it is so overwhelmingly good that I can forgive most anything. Yep. All right. So my opinion, um, so first as there, as CDPR's first attempt into a sci-fi game, I think from a first iteration, it's, a, it was amazing. Um, to me, and, and again, this is a game that I've, I'm sure, Wisdom, you've been waiting just as long as me, 30 years, uh, to see yep. this game to come to fruition. And, <clears throat> you know, it, it got me back into Cyberpunk in a way when, when the first trailer came back. So I appreciate that, just like you, um, Graphite Dragon. <clears throat> as for a game, I've never experienced in a game... Um, from story-wise, the emotions that it brought, um, especially the ending, uh, the whole concept it's... of who you are, what you are, what does death mean, um, the choice of killing yourself or killing this other person to live. Um, <laughs> to me, believe it or not, I was in tears at the end of this game. Um, playing it. Yeah, I it believe just, that completely. The story writing is just superb. The visuals, <clears throat> and again, I, I know third person, you prefer as immersion. For me, having in first person really made it more immersive for me because it felt like this is my point of view. Um, I thought that choice was excellent <clears throat> and really got me into the game. Um, and again, outside of game mechanics, bugs, all that. I'm looking at this as CDAPR's first attempt, so it's their first iteration, and I don't care who you are, <clears throat> any game company that does a first iteration, they're going to have major bugs with it. Um, yes, they're a gaming company and, and created Witcher. Um, you can tell by the art of this game that yes, <clears throat> you know, CDPR definitely knows what they're doing when it comes to visuals. They've had several Witcher games to, to nail those downs. But from a game mechanic, I think there's a lot of things that that team <clears throat> was learning, right? From implementing a net running component to implementing gun combat to implementing driving mechanics to... <clears throat> um, to uh, there's there's a couple other core mechanics that I don't think that team has really had great experience with. And yes, they could have hired some experts, but again, that that you got to have that synergy with the team, right? Um, and the lead designers, of course, are the guys who come up with this. So oftentimes, it's it's them wanting to learn and expand their own skills. So I definitely see that in this game, which to me is not a drawback. Uh, it, it shows me that, you know, 
hey, they made a great attempt. And I think with the next iteration, they're going to be going. And <coughs> to, for, for me, it's definitely a five out of five. Um, just because I've never had a game, <laughs> you know, bring such emotions to me for, for, for so many scenarios or, or missions. I mean, just I the story tour, story tour telling really counteracted any of the bugs I encountered, any of the flaws, right, that I saw, <clears throat> or even some of the, the wacky mechanics of the quality. Yes, I don't like it after a couple playthroughs, but that first initial playthrough, it kind of blended into the background, and it was just the story and the visuals that just brought this game to life for me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a definite five out of five. Yeah, and you brought up a good point that this is their this is their second fran uh, their second franchise. Uh, they perfected a lot of visuals with Witcher, but this is the first time they're they're doing something that's not Witcher. And I, I people need to take that into into account as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's overwhelming how how bad the game could have been and how good we got it. Yep. Um, like I said, it's not perfect, but I love it. Yeah, even though it's not close to the tabletop, I, I think it's it's definitely worthy of of taking that taking the Cyberpunk twenty twenty to the next level um, and introducing yeah, don't, it into the computer games. Don't don't listen to the haters. <laughs> Play the game. May, decide for yourself. It's worth it. You will enjoy the experience. I promise you. Yeah, so we're pretty much almost at time. So I want to thank Rob and uh, Cyberpunk Uncensored for hosting us. Um, Thanks, Rob. So next time, uh, we are going to do our opinions and reviews of Cyberpunk Red, which I think a lot of people have been chopping at the bit for. Uh, so stay a tuned for that. Anything else? Um, you know, I, I think we covered everything. Uh, I imagine some stuff will come up about the game later and we'll, we'll chime in on that. But yep. for, I think we've talked about as much of this game as as two humans can can cover. I think when the DLCs start hitting, we'll, uh, we'll do a couple episodes oh, yeah. on those. But yeah, so for future episodes, we're going to get into uh, reviews, uh talk about game theory with the tabletop system um, and other things like that. So stay tuned, everyone, and thanks for uh, tuning in. Talk to you next time. Have a good night.